Greetings, salutations, and welcome to the VR Download, your twice-a-week source for VR news and impressions from the greatest website on the planet, UploadVR.com. I'm your host, David Jagno, bringing you the latest, joined by my friend and co-host over here. Okay, we have a, sweat, we have a slight problem. I'm going to continue on. I want to give a shout-out to our four subscribers are members here on the youtube channel at upload vr we have dominique frutchman john westra br shaw and temmy brown thank you guys for being members on our youtube channel if you want to be a member you can click the join button um, the first section of our show today is as usual going to be a discussion of what we've been playing uh, so until ian gets back i'll just take over and talk about what i've been playing uh, personally, the main thing that I've been playing recently since the last time I was on the show is a Contractors on Quest. Uh, that is one of the latest VR shooters out on Quest. It is a competitive, um, mostly mostly competitive PvP shooter, but it does have co-op and solo missions as well. Um, kind of similar to Pavlov, Onward, those kind of games, uh, but less realistic, a little bit more arcade, fast-paced, Call of Duty style. Um, there's a lot of different game modes, lots of maps. Uh, a lot of different weapons. It's uh, very accessible, very fun. Um, one of the things I like about it is that you can actually slide and jump. So, like if you're sprinting, you can crouch down and it makes your character slide, which is kind of cool. Uh, so there's there's a lot of uh, you know move uh, move options and a lot of you know speed in terms of the gameplay, and uh, lots of co-op options as well. That more more game modes than just you know purely wave based co-op stuff, which is nice. Hello, Mr. Hamilton. I can hear your voice now. Hi. Um, I was just going down the list of a few things I've been playing. Um, Contractors is what I was just talking about. You can read my full review at UploadVR.com. The other two main things are we're probably going to talk about a little bit later once we get into the App Lab discussion. Uh, but the two other main things I've been playing, uh, particularly this week, are Ancient Dungeon, which is on App Lab as an early access beta. It's a, a procedurally generated dungeon crawler in VR, so... Um, you know, anything with swords is something that's right up my alley. And a gym class, which is a multiplayer gym environment where you can play basketball and meet up with other people. I've been playing that a little bit this week, also on App Lab. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been playing, Ian? I'm boring. I always get into Pistol Whip and my, my old haunts. Went into Supernatural recently. Quick, quick interruption. Mr. Adam Hartzell, thank you very much for becoming a new member on our YouTube channel. Shout out to Adam. We can't do the praying hands. We can't do the, you know, they they fail. Whenever I try to, well, this is what happens when I try to clap. <laughs> we should just snap our well, fingers you can go like to this. say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. I'll, I'll go like this instead. This is a, uh, if, you're, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, this is what Tien does whenever he does his tri-beam right here. He does the hands in a triangle. This is the, this is the gesture in... This is that gesture in um, uh, Elixir too, when you need to find a spot to teleport on the ground. Then you ah, uh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Full circle. See that VR? Yeah. There it is. VR unites everything. Uh, before we move on to any of our news topics and discussion topics, how about a quick word from our sponsor? Notice how I paused. We don't have a sponsor, but it could be you if you want to sponsor us. You can reach out to ads at uploadvr.com. That was pretty also, impressive, David. I Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then go to amazon.com, search uploadvr, buy a t-shirt. 
There you go. Here, David. All right. Let's do the presentation. Like here, here's where the logo would be. We'll just, you know, here. Yeah. We'll both do it at the same time. And there's a logo floating right in the middle here. That could be you. Yeah. 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 Sponsor us. Now let's move on to the news. Um, we're going to go through a quick little blurbs really fast because I just want to talk about some new stuff before we get into the meat of our discussion today. Um, first and foremost is the Steam Games Festival is now live on Steam. So if you have a PC VR headset, you can download demos for a lot of upcoming VR games. Uh, the one I'm most excited about that seems like it has potential is Sword Re- Reverie. Reverie, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a JRPG-style VR game. Um, so it's like very anime-style, bright, colorful visuals. A lot of people kind of compare it to Sword Art Online, but it's not an MMO. It's a single-player JRPG. And uh, it looks really cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, just because you know it's like look at that if you're watching on youtube like it it looks it looks awesome that's the kind of game that i've been wanting to play in vr for a while so i I hope it's good um that's i'm I'm holding out hope that it'll be relatively decent and uh there's a bunch of other steam games as well that you can grab if you have a pc vr headset uh we have some demos for crystal raiders operation armstrong battle blocks forest farm and uh, one of the other ones you might have heard of is rhythm of the universe ionia uh, that one looks like it could be a pretty cool musical style adventure. Uh, so definitely give those a look. If you have a PC VR headset, you can grab some of those demos during the Steam Game Festival. Uh, we're checking out. Are there any that uh, you have any interest in at all, Ian? The ones you mentioned looked interesting, and I will plan to get into them this weekend, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We can uh, we can swap our, uh, our JRPG waifu stories, and uh, we can discuss oh, who God, the best no. waifu is. <laughs> no, no. And no. Uh, one other thing, or this is, I guess, a couple other things I want to point out is some recent articles that upload that you can check out for other VR games that are uh, new or coming soon. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D recently got support on Quest. Uh, I believe that was also through Dr. Beef, just like uh, Doom and you know all the other games that he's done. Did you see the tweet where uh, Carmack said that he's exchanging a few emails with Dr. Beef? That was kind of cool. That is yeah. really cool. That, that's... I would love to talk to him and ask him what the first interaction with Carmack was like for him. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's gotta be like, you know, meeting like, I mean, he's, he's John Carmack and you're, you're going through all this trouble to painstakingly port for free games over to VR just because you love them so much. So, I mean, it's like, that must be an incredible thing to talk to Carmack for him. Yeah, I know it would be, it would be amazing. Uh, to have full, you know, native support, but this is the next best thing. I hope, I hope that that stuff can get on App Lab just so it's even easier for people. But mm-hmm. I know it's not going to happen just because you have to own the game on PC and transfer files over for those games to work. So it's not, it, it's a long shot. But who knows? Maybe, maybe something definitely a worked re- out. Yeah, a really good reason to still need to use SideQuest. Obviously, SideQuest helps you discover uh, the, this content, but there's still certain reasons why you'd really want to put things through that side load method. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the comments here. We got some good suggestions. We um, Adam Hartzell, our new member on YouTube, is saying that his girlfriend really likes the Forest Farm demo, and they're also shouting out Toss VR. Uh, as a being very replayable, so that that's good. That's a good shout, Gustavo. A list of the best demos. That's a great idea. We'll have to check out some of the ones in the Steam Game Festival and put together a list, maybe. 
So Chris's and, uh, question Christopher, here right at the we're end. Gonna get into that. We're going to get into that discussion here in just a moment. That's uh, one of the main topics of discussion here. And um, But one other thing that I want to just shout out real quick. I just I just recently published on UploadVR.com an article about Propagation VR. It's a VR horror zombie wave shooter. It's getting uh, DLC tomorrow that is going to add co-op. Um, so Propagation VR is a free horror game on Steam. It's been downloaded over 150,000 times. Um, but they're adding paid DLC to uh, to integrate co-op. So for ten bucks, you can play it with a friend now, um, starting tomorrow, which is pretty cool. We have new screenshots and a trailer up on on the site, if you want to check that out. Uh, so now let's let's get into the real main reason we're here. This is uh, the news of the week. Um, it's it's been lighting up the twitters and the websites of the internet, and that is App Lab is now officially out for Quest which is a non-Oculus Store, non-store distribution method for developers to bring their games to the Quest and make them easier to access for consumers without having to sideload or use a computer to load the game onto the headset. You can do it from the app, from the website, send it to your headset, don't need to sideload or plug in any other devices, which is really nice. Um, So just first knee-jerk gut reaction, good or bad, go. Uh, good short term, uh, longer term, we need, I I don't know how much you want to stay on topic here, but I do galaxy brain things. That's like my thing is good to go galaxy brain on this shit. (laughs) Oops. Sorry. Um, but like, it's not, if, if, if you're a person who doesn't think Facebook should be dominant in the VR space, this is not a good week for you. I'll Mm, put it that way. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, even even if you think they should be, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that were very, I mean, I don't know if the word excited is right, but very, you know, happy to, to know that all the Quest content would be very finely curated. And, you know, there wouldn't be, you know, early access stuff. There wouldn't be as many demos and betas and alphas and unfinished projects. And, I mean, obviously, this stuff isn't going to be listed in the main store. So it's not going to clog up your feed if you only want to play the polished things. But, I mean, it does, it is opening the floodgates a little bit, right? Like, I'm, I'm hoping that we don't run into the Steam problem where, you know, early access is a label that people can use as an excuse for anything. Um, there, there's still a slight curation process. You do have to submit something and get it approved to get, even get onto app lab. It's not just a blanket approval. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping what, what happens is it encourages developers to start working on more projects and get them submitted and approved and get feedback. Um, because now this will be easier to do and, um, over, overall, maybe it'll lead to, you know, yeah. Well, so Chris's comment here, Facebook will kill side quests by stealth, then virtual desktop, the same strategy as for Oculus itself and all other companies they have digested and assets stripped. Uh, that's, it's a very interesting comment. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's an oversimplification because I don't know if they're going to buy virtual desktop. Obviously, they bought Oculus and then slowly digested them. Um, virtual desktop is an independent app made by, uh, Guy Godin and, uh, then SideQuest is an independent app that has, uh, independent funding from not Facebook. So, um, those are companies that they have to be killed by 
something changing in the Oculus ecosystem to cut off their access. Uh, what I'd like to see, it'd be very interesting to see if virtual desktop is able to distribute their PC connection on App Lab. So if you could activate the Steam VR PC connection using an App Lab app, that would actually be uh, an improvement of the virtual desktop situation. But we have yet to see if that's going to happen. And uh, we're going to be on that story if it does. So make sure you come back to uploadvr.com. Um, but that's kind of, you know, the slow, uh, <laughs> like Jamie, slow digestion of Oculus is essential. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> if you go back into the his, if you go back into the history, you can watch all the Oculus Connects. So the first Oculus Connect happened right after the acquisition and Mark Zuckerberg didn't appear. And then he appeared for like five minutes at the second one with like Palmer Lucky throwing things into the audience. And then he did the keynote at the third one. Like it, it was, it has been li- literally, if you go watch the progression of Mark Zuckerberg coming front and center into the presentation of Oculus's VR news, you see this progression of Oculus getting digested literally on stage with Mark Zuckerberg coming out and giving all the yeah, big announcements. And he's Facebook Connect. You know, there wasn't even a stage. He was just chilling at home, smoking some meats, talking about VR. <laughs> exactly. That, that, I wouldn't call that a deep cut, but that is a medium cut that you may not know what I'm talking about. So, smoking some meat. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, here. Godin? He's we got Gee. Yes. Oh, what did I call him last Shout night? Out. The last time I called him the Lord. He is the the. Uh, the person we all thank for wireless PC VR and Oculus Quest before Facebook uh, thought it was something that we should be allowed to do. And uh, that is the person who makes virtual desktop a, a one-man army out there making uh, making our dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping and imagining is um, through App Lab, hopefully, you know, you can, you know, buy virtual desktop on the Quest store and then... Hopefully there'll be just like an update button. Maybe, you know, you can just grab that, that patch and uh, be good to go. Make it even easier for people. Yep. We'll see. I hope so. It'll be so, so great. And it, you know, it fulfills everything Oculus said that they were kind of holding, um, why they were requiring this extra step. It's like Facebook didn't say, uh, you can't do this at all on our system. You know, it came this close. What they said is you could sideload it. Now, that's what he ended up doing. He he had to remove the feature from the main branch app and then put it on SideQuest and make it available, I think, on uh, Guy's website. So you don't have to go through SideQuest, but you, it's just easier to go through SideQuest to patch the app so that it works with wireless PC VR streaming. But, you know, it's just, in my mind, all the things that Facebook said that they were sort of rejecting it from the main store are satisfied by the App Lab distribution system. Yeah. So on paper, it should work. He, he should be able to do it. And I want to I wanna reference something real quick. Teo1 says buying apps on App Lab is probably more secure than on SideQuest. On SideQuest, you, you don't ever exchange money through SideQuest. The, those links take you to other websites like itch.io or yeah. you know a, a personal website for the developer where they take the money to give you the download. Um, SideQuest is just the bridge between the quest and the app. So they don't actually accept any money through the transaction. Um, I think they're purely ad funded, right? That's, that's where they get their revenue. 
I I don't know what their ad model is right now. I think uh, they've been very uh, careful because they want to yeah. grow and they also don't want to take money from devs because the devs are already getting sort of um, dragged by a 30% cut from Facebook if they actually get it to the store. So um, I'm and actually not sure what we're on the top of the side is. quest. Uh, we did get some good quotes from Shane Harris, the creator of SideQuest. I asked him about App Lab, what he thinks of it, and what it means for the future of SideQuest. And uh, one one thing that he said that I think I agree with for the for the time being, you know, time will tell whether or not this remains to be true. Um, he, he said, uh, "quote I think this will be good for the SideQuest community. App Lab does not offer any kind of discovery, so SideQuest is still the best chance developers have of being discovered with our nearly 1.5 million monthly active users." Um, so basically, I mean, this is echoed in the blog post as well on the Oculus website, where they specifically say that SideQuest is good for marketing and helping consumers discover your app because App Lab does not show up anywhere unless you have the direct URL um, for the App Lab page. Um, so SideQuest is is almost like a complement to App Lab. Um, I don't know if that's going to remain to be the case. I, I would imagine at some point, Facebook's going to have an App Lab tab, that App Lab tab on the Quest in some capacity. I feel like it would be just a huge, massive blunder to not ever do that. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Oh, Jamie, Jamie, what did Carmack say to you on Twitter today? Um, the, I want to respond to Chris's comment about, uh, we should only, we should never forget the only reason there is a hole in the walled garden is because Comark fought for it. Facebook would have preferred it not to exist. Uh, you know, I think that Facebook, if you go look at the numbers, that's the other thing that came out. Was it last week, but we didn't do a broadcast, but, or was it earlier this week? No, the, the, the numbers, the, the, the sales figures that Facebook shared, I, I, Heaney, if you could throw up the chart. Uh, showing Facebook's numbers that they shared this week. There are six games on Oculus Quest that have cleared $10 million in revenue. And Facebook's, yeah, it's a lot uh, for VR. Um, and Facebook's, the way they're, they're wording in their blog post kind of made it vague, whether, uh, was it um, Onward and... Uh, another shooter population one i think are both in that 10 million dollar plus category on oculus but the the way the wording is it's not clear whether all that revenue came just from the quest some of them some of that revenue might have come from the rift platform i think but five nights at freddy's is in there too we know saints and sinners got 29 million dollars in revenue i think was the number that they shared in one year mm -hmm. And it was on Oculus Quest only for that last three months. It was like a Quest 2 launch title, right. I think. So, uh, and they also said that most of their revenue or a lot of their revenue was from the Oculus Quest platform. What we're seeing here is apps making real money in VR for the first time. I mean, if you look at Onward and Dante, I think he's got a real team now, but that was a one-man team to begin with. And making more than ten million dollars as a small team is a significant chunk of change. And you've got to you've got to hire people and get more more than that. You know, we have I don't know if we have Blair watching us, but Blair is kind of like the uh, the anti cleric on Twitter and uh, the maker of LoFi. He's kind of like the the naysayer all the time. Kind of like you know, actually, we need to be realistic. There's marketing costs. There's developer costs. There's the cut that the studio takes. In a case like uh, Walking Dead Saints and, and Sinners, you have to pay a bunch of money. Saber. Yeah, 
Yeah. You have to license all these products out. So even though Beat Saber is clear of 4 million copies sold, that still might be a money loser at the end of the day for Facebook because of all the licensing things that are happening. Um, right. I still think the larger story here is that VR is here to stay. And it is, you know, Car- uh, Mark Zuckerberg himself used the quote uh, saying um, Oculus Quest 2 is on its path to be the first mainstream VR headset. And honestly, I think he's right. I, it sounds like a, a a very defensible comment to make, given the numbers we're seeing and the path that the Oculus Quest is on. Um, the, 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 the thing I want to point out is that more than 50% of headsets on Steam are Facebook headsets. So when you combine Oculus Rift, Oculus Rift S, just, um, Oculus Quest, sorry, and Quest yeah, Plum, 2. Just to reply to Plum Boy in the chat, um, the trial is out on Quest for Walking Dead Station Centers. That update is available. Yeah, so uh, more than 50% of headsets on Steam are Facebook-owned headsets, you know, Facebook-made headsets. Uh, and then the numbers, I mean, that's extraordinary uh, in and of itself. So yeah. this $300 strategy, you know, with a headset is clearly making adoption. And then they've also got Beat Saber, which is going to be in the top sellers on Steam as well. So it's not only a hardware play from Facebook, they're, they're owning the hardware platform, they're owning the software platforms, you know, getting really popular apps out there. And increasingly, it's becoming Facebook's market. And that's why, you know, we'll talk on Monday about the Apple news that we've got up on UploadVR.com. And people are sort of hoping that Apple is going to be a a competitor here. And I don't think that's going to be the case. It's going to be a completely different part of the market. And, you know, I'm curious how Valve responds. I'm curious how Microsoft responds, whether any of these companies, I'm, I'm increasingly convinced that Google left the market because they saw this $300 route down the road and realized we're done. We don't stand a chance against uh, a market-leading great device that's cheaper than ours and runs these great it's games. Kind of, it's like interesting because you, you bring up that point about um, how is Valve going to respond, but um, you know, half of all VR headsets on Steam being from Facebook um, – when someone buys a game on Steam, Valve still gets a cut of that. So it's, I, I don't know how motivated they even are to respond in the short term, just because they're still getting a chunk of that revenue all the same. You know, it's still, they're still getting profit. Um, now to to discuss the, the App Lab specifics, um, what we said at the very beginning of the, of the discussion is that now that App Lab is available on Quest, uh, that means that developers can submit their games into the process to get it listed in App Lab, which can be a beta, it can be a demo, it can be an alpha, early access. Um, you can use it just for testing purposes. Um, you don't even have to market and promote it. Um, you can give out keys to beta testers directly now. You know, you can do things that you weren't able to do if you had to have someone sideload a game. Uh, so there are 12 games that launched with App Lab this week. Um, there are probably dozens more already submitted at this point. I'm sure there are tons of developers just sitting there waiting to submit their their app into the into App Lab. Um, so the 12 ones that are out already are Ancient Dungeon. It's a beta, so that one's free. Um, Baby Hands uh, by Chicken Waffle. That one's twenty dollars. 
uh, Crisis v- VR Brigade. Brigade. I don't. I never knew how to pronounce it. Brigade. Uh, that one's six dollars by Sumalab Brigade. And uh, so Crisis Brigade, the first one is like a polygon. You know, like almost. You know, very like bright, colorful, polygonal style graphics. Crisis Brigade Two, which is twenty dollars, has a very realistic art style. It's probably one of the biggest shifts in graphical style I've seen in any game um, sequel. And like it's a complete change. Before this comment disappears, I want to make sure it's out there. But Guy is saying that he is not sure whether Steam records it. Uh, Heaney is putting in the chat that they changed their methodology in March, and we checked with Valve to see if they correctly registered the wireless VR systems. We will note that we sometimes see some changes in the Steam hardware reporting numbers when they actually update the numbers. Like there's been some, initially in the most recent month, uh, a lot of stuff was registered in the other category, and then it got moved into the Quest category. Now Quest 2 is the second most popular headset, I think, on Steam. And it was because Steam changed the numbers. But as to, to pr- go back to the to the Blair comment earlier and anti-cleric, like we don't ha- we still do not have good numbers to base the size of the VR market or the opportunity for developers, except to say Facebook gave us uh, those numbers this week saying there's ten, there's six apps that have made more than ten million, and there's sixty apps that have made more than one million. That's the bigger number in my mind. That's according to Facebook's numbers. That's one third of the paid apps in the store have made more than one million, and that's kind of like the biggest evidence you could possibly point to to say that Facebook's curation system has worked in terms of just getting developers paid for their work. The issue that they've also had, and this is what App Lab. Uh, is sort of like a a bandage for is that uh, Facebook admitted in that blog post that they have been overwhelmed by submissions that developers have software. You know, this is, that was what they said. They, they've been temporarily uh, swamped, I think is the word they used by content that wants to be on the quest platform. But what is uh, app lab helps, people to prove themselves and maybe get into the lineup. But the issue that I'm hearing from devs is that if you have an app that's ready now and it's a high quality, great app for Oculus quest, like it's a fully fledged game, you might not be able to get into the store for like a year. That's, that's the thing I've heard from devs. Yeah. Even if it's ready to go. And that's really odd that someone like wouldn't have checked with Facebook first and gotten it proved, gotten their app approved and gone through all the steps. And then it's kind of, well, it would be weird to have gone through all that work to make a fully fledged game that's, that's compatible with Quest. And, uh, but I still I mean, think based, it might be out there. Based on what I've heard anecdotally here from developers, I would not be surprised at all whatsoever if, they did not know that they weren't going to be on the store until they had already finished and gotten the game fully approved, you know, but you, you, you submit, you know, like your, like your, you know, your demo with your, you know, your, your deck that includes all the info, all the features and all that, you know, marketing material, Facebook likes it. They give you some feedback. You finish the game, you submit it, you get performance in check. Everything runs well. It works fine. It's all greenlit. And then they say, okay, great. We're looking at a window of like quarter to 2022. See you next year. 
Like that's that's probably what happened. And I mean, so it sucks for them. Yeah. But I mean, that's terrible. I mean, can you imagine how brutal that is to a hardworking dev who's done the work and is kind of just given that cold shoulder from Facebook? Like, yeah, why, that yeah. there's no good reason for that other than it's not part of Facebook's plan. And that there must be brutal. some kind of internal data somewhere like a focus group or something they did that told them that you know two to three vr games max per week you know they they we cannot possibly publish more than like two games a week on quest or you know the entire fabric of the universe falls apart because <laughs> that i mean i don't because i don't get it either like if you have i, I feel like some, there are some weeks where people feel starved for content you know like sometimes you know, that, that new fitness game isn't really cutting it for the, you know, satisfying someone's, you know, desire for new content. So, I mean, there's, there's like, like you said, this really, is a good stopgap, right? Yeah. There's probably, you're, you're, you've, I love that you said that because I think there's probably some really good math that they're doing uh, to, to identify like X number of players finish the app in the first week and, you know, they're done with the app and they're looking for more stuff the next week. I think you're, you're spot on there. And, yeah, App Lab is a great stop because you can do paid or free app on there. And it's kind of on you to do the marketing and get the word out about your app. Like, Gym Class had a lot of people inside of it, right? And that's not an officially released thing. Yeah, I, that was the first thing I tried whenever App Lab released. Um, what, I think maybe two hours, three hours after it was officially launched, and um, all three of the gyms um, had people in them from the from the very beginning. As soon as I jumped in there, um, and one other thing that I want to point out too, kind of to your point about you know the the growth and measuring the sort of you know attach rate, the stickiness of the games and everything. Um, Resolution Games, which is a VR studio that's been making VR games since the Gear VR, you know, they've, they're one of the more experienced ones out there. Um, they have a lot of content out on the quest. They have Akron, Attack of the Squirrels. They've got Bait, a fishing game. They've got Cookout, a Sandwich Tail. Uh, they've got Angry Birds VR. They've got Blast On. Um, so they have a lot of VR games already on Quest. And from the moment that Quest 2 launched until now, um, across their entire catalog, they told us they have seen a 500% increase in the number of downloads. Um, so to me, like it's, it's telling that a studio with so many games that have been out already for, you know, since the, since the first quest came out, they're still seeing an increase in downloads and purchases for those older games. Like that's a great sign that the overall user base for the quest ecosystem is really growing. And they, they showed us a chart that it doesn't have a y-axis, which is one of the most frustrating things in the world of reading a graph. But it does show <laughs> that there's a huge jump in the number of people that have downloaded and purchased their games from the moment the Quest 2 came out. And you can see that jump even across all, all of their titles, which is really exciting. Yep. I mean, that's the, and, the, the, um, the, the graphs without the graphs without units on the sides are infuriating uh, for us. Yeah. And uh, if, if you are making a graph and you don't put a Y axis on it, where, where are you, camera? Right there. I'm talking to you. You know who you are. You, you know who you are right now. And I'm not talking about the people that made this graph. There are other graphs out there that, that commit this sin. You know who you are. Stop it. Stop. Bad. Don't do it. Anyway. Hold on, I'll be right back. Um, oh, okay. 
Uh, I want to do a quick rundown of all the games that are on AppLab. We have a list of them at uploadvr.com. There are 12. Um, I went through the first couple before we got sidetracked. So just as a quick recap, we have Ancient Dungeon Beta, which is free. We have Baby Hands, which is $20. We have Crisis Brigade, which is $6. Crisis Brigade 2, which is $20. Um, Deism, which is a God Sim style black and white type VR game. Um, that one is $8. We've got Descent Alps, a demo version for free, which is, a, I believe, a skiing game, if I remember correctly, um, based on my, my limited knowledge of Descent Alps. I think it's a skiing game. Uh, Gym Class, which is a basketball uh, game. That one's free. Uh, we have Marine vs. Cup, which is a sailing game uh, with multiplayer features. That one's $20. We have Puzzling Places, which is a beta. It is a uh, photogrammetry-powered 3d puzzle game where you take these really realistic models of real life places and piece them back together. It's a kind of like a 3d VR jigsaw puzzle with, you know, an actual piece of the world, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have spark AR player. Um, I don't know much of anything about that. Um, I believe it's, you know, a portal for playing AR content within your quest headset. I could be wrong. Um, then we got smash drums demo. That's also free. And then finally, we have Zoe, which is an uh, app that lets you create VR experiences, essentially, kind of a simplified kind of builder within the headset, uh, which is kind of a cool thing to have. And that one's also free. Um, so those are all of the App Lab games and experiences that are currently available. Um, to access these, uh, the easiest way to do it would be to go to our article at uploadvr.com if you look up the 12 you know, App Lab games and you click on that link that's in there. We have a link to all 12. Uh, if you're on mobile, it should open up in your Oculus app. If you're on a desktop, it should open up in your browser. And from there, you click on Add to Library, and that should make it accessible in your headset. You might have to go to your library and filter it to all um, to find it, but you will see it in there with a the little concept sticker in the top right corner of the image for inside your library. And uh, that's how you can download it into your headset. Uh, no PC, I, uh, no sideloading required. Even on my phone, I was able to... I didn't even go to the app on my phone. Uh, so on, if you go to the side quest category that has the App Lab side quest category, and you're on like an iPhone, for example, uh, you have to be logged into Facebook in your browser, but you just click on the app, do the thing, and you go to the Safari web... A new web page pops up. You hit send to your headset, and then just go to the headset. So you could theoretically do it without even the Oculus app installed. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good point. Yeah, thank you for the clarification in chat. Spark AR Player is a app that lets you try out Spark AR content, essentially. Well, this, there was a... Which is Facebook's I think Facebook AR also has, Yeah, Facebook also has the thing where, like, it gives you a, a, a system where, like, you've got a living room where you could generate maybe another living room and test out uh, AR stuff in VR. And it's kind of a cool idea. Like holding up a simulated yeah, like an emulated phone. phone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I want, right? I mean, imagine I'm holding my iPhone here. Why can't I use this touch screen? Why can't I use it to do things here in VR? I really, come on. It can be so useful to me. <laughs> yeah. You can tell whenever I'm checking, I'm checking something on my phone because you'll see my hand like this. <laughs> Uh, Chris Gould, you don't need a phone. 
Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's not true. You need you need the Oculus app to set up your Quest originally. Um, once you are done setting it up, you no longer need the phone anymore. And then you need a web browser, right? And that's that's kind of like the step that this takes is if you want to get mm-hmm. App Lab stuff, you could do it from a web browser until they you know add the, the section. You know what I haven't tested? I tried it on the app and it was hit or miss, but I haven't tried searching the exact title of one of these within the Quest search bar inside the headset. I don't know if that would mm-hmm. work. I haven't tried that yet. There was some comment explaining it. There might be possible. Um, yeah, that might be possible. I really like Smash Drums. Smash Drums is really cool. Crisis Brigade is really cool. Puzzling places. Uh, let's really let's respond to some of these questions here in the comments. Vikas Kumar Patel, uh, we are using a custom-created app inside of our headsets. This was made in Unity by uh, David Heaney at Upload VR. Um, yeah, see, there you go. He's explaining it. If you go to Upload VR and click on the podcast tab at the very top of the website, you can find out more information about this. Uh, we're using Oculus avatars uh, with hand tracking for our uh, the discussion here. But everything you see, our tablets, the cameras, the, the TV screen, our chairs, all of this is uh, running in, in, in a Unity app that we created specifically for this podcast. Um, Deism, Vexner, you're asking about Deism. Personally, I haven't tried it yet. Um, if I remember correctly, I want to say either Harry or Jamie have, and I think they wrote about it. Um, I'm pretty sure we have gameplay on our channel somewhere or at least on the website um, if you want to see more about Deism. And here is some right here playing if you're watching on YouTube. It's like a watered-down version of Black and White. I think it's only $8. Um, so if you're curious, I would I would, I would would check it out because you know at the very least, you're going to help you know, a VR developer maybe make something better in the future. Um, it's a kind of a watered down version of black and white, as you can see. Um, you get to play as a god. You're taking care of or harming, you know, little villages of people. It's a uh, it's a really clever one, and uh, a lot of people like it. It was very popular on SideQuest, uh, so it's cool it's, to it's, see it on App Lab. Is it pronounced DSM? Oh, maybe like Deity Sim, DSM. Yeah, Deity Sim. I think that's it, and that's why everyone misspells it. Mm. But yeah, mm. I like it. DSM. That's nice. Rolls off the tongue. What are and some I like of- the Adam's comments here. You need the phone app to drive grandma's first VR experience. And that is really the really <laughs> useful part of the, the Oculus whoa, 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 Quest whoa, whoa, app. Chris, so- Chris, hold up. I remember Populous. How dare you? I remember. I, I know Peter Molyneux. Don't recite the old magic to me. I was there when it was written, sir. <laughs> well, what, what's that quote from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or the the Lions? Uh, there's something like that. I just I just quoted a, a, a deep a cut. Lion that is Narnia. a deep cut. Yeah, wow, man, that's you're yeah. really geeking out today, showing your geek colors. So Adam's comment, yeah, I agree. So I don't know if people know this, but you can actually record video in the Oculus app now, at least on the iPhone app. And get like a full, fully recorded video out of the Oculus app without having to like do the on headset recording. That's kind of cool. Oh, that is neat. That's very neat. Yeah. <clears throat> what are, what I guess here in the chat, um, I am infamous is already answering some of the questions here. Well, what are some of the types of games you want to see brought to App Lab? Maybe it's something that probably wouldn't get on the main store, but maybe it has a chance on App Lab. Um, I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, content that is questionably, you know, allowed. 
Like on SideQuest, a developer can put up something like a Pokemon VR game. Um, but I'm wondering if Oculus would permit that on App Lab, even if it's free. You know, that, that's that's something I'm not sure about. Um, Vikas, there are 12 on App Lab currently as of this week. Uh, Richard Medley, which link are you asking about? Oh, Teo One says Catan VR is out on Quest as of right now. So that's cool. I, I'm not a big I Catan can't... fan. Have you played Catan? The uh, No, the... I think I tried. Yeah, I, I missed it at whatever Oculus Connect where they had the four Go's sitting around. But I'm kind of glad because I didn't want to go into Go and really or, get sick. I mean, have you played the actual Catan, like the board game? No, no. I've, I've owned oh, like two would, copies of that board like game it. and I just never. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a very Ian board game. I, I, I don't can, have I the attention very span. Heated. It feels like board games. You have to play like the game twice before you actually understand the rules, and that's that's that yeah, lot learning sure. curve is too much for me on most games. I just remembered a game I played. I tried something. Uh, I tried something for Push Matrix. I tried the Pottery app that he put on Twitter. So that's the that's like the ghost simulator where you can you can shape the pottery. Um, he oh, hasn't released yeah. this. He just <laughs> sent me a copy. But like you know, you've got Unchained Melody playing in the background. You can have a multiplayer pottery session where you where you mold some pots. Uh, you know, mold a pot. What do you call it? A, a, a sculpture. Um, Clay in yeah. midair, and have someone else change it with you. It was very, it was very beautiful. For for ultimate immersion, I recommend dipping your hands in mud before you play that. can't hear you i'm sorry oh you can't hear me okay well i recommend dipping your hands in mud before you play that that's that's what i said you can't hear me though which is unfortunate um kyle can you use app lab if you log in without a facebook account oculus only i think as of right now i do not think a facebook account is required yet um, I could be wrong. I don't think it is. I think you can do it with just your Oculus account for now. Potentially. Maybe. I can hear you now. All right, cool. And a quick shout out for the people that listen to the audio version later and are not reading chat. Um, Borderlands 2 VR is on sale on Steam for $20. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Vexner says, do you recommend any experiences to show off first-time users? Such as Octane during Gear VR days. I don't remember Octane. Um, but what that, are your recommendations like a for a first time user on Quest? Bogo. You gotta go to Bogo. Bogo is my first Bogo. thing. You know, you've got so like I, I did this recently. I put someone new into Bogo and they there's a learn this is a person who plays video games. And you have to process oh, there's a I can actually reach forward and pet Bogo. Like, that's how new VR is to people when you've got these controllers in your hands because you've got a controller that kind of feels like a traditional game. And you literally, the first thing you have to do in VR is realize, oh, I can lean forward and, and actually interact here. And then, oh, I can actually walk around the room and you have to slowly explain, hey, when you see the blue walls, that's the actual wall of your room and you have to not walk through it. And Bogo is such a fantastic uh thing for that heaney if you could put our first 11 uh quest experiences in the chat where we explain exactly what you should do first with a quest and that's a really good transition to say 
by the end of the week, we will have a new section on uploadvr.com that is specifically geared towards new to VR users. So we're going to have a whole section of the site with lots of articles just so you can direct your friends and family to our website and tell them where to go when they have questions about VR. There's lots of things that are more than games that VR is going to enable and make easier for people. But we've got a lot of, we're going to have stuff to explain that to people as well. But right now the headsets are mm-hmm. all about games and we've got such great guides written and there's going to be one central hub for all of the people out there to learn what they need to learn yeah, about that's, VR headsets. That's kind of the, the problem with running a website like upload is that, you know, every day um, we, we publish five, 10, 15 different stories that push everything else down the page and unless you're specifically Googling something, you might not find it. So we, we figured that we get a lot of questions in chat every week. We get a lot of comments. I get a lot of questions on Twitter, on Facebook, in DMs, where people are asking me questions that we've answered on upload you know, multiple times. But it's just about the visibility of those answers and where to find those types of answers. So at the top of the website now, right next to top stories, reviews, podcasts, there will be a new tab that says new to VR, question mark. You click that, and it's going to take you to a page with all of our best new-to-VR guide material, our list of the best, you know, the best games, the best, you know, troubleshooting guides, uh, introductory things, and explainers that explain how things work. And um, it'll be a good hub that you can send to someone if they're new-to-VR. It'll have pretty much everything that they would need to know um, before making any purchases if they are just curious or if they have a new headset for the first time. It's, It's going to be good. Yep. We're, we're going to make sure and we take care of both our regular readers and the new the new people coming into VR. Exactly. Um, there's a funny question here from I Am Infamous. They said they want World of Warcraft on Quest. Have I got news for you? World of Warcraft is not coming to Quest, but Elysia is. That's an MMO I'm very excited about. Disclaimer, I am a Kickstarter backer for it. I'm very excited. Um, but it's spelled I-L-Y-S-I-A. It's a VR MMO in development. It looks great. Check it out. Um, Kyle, you can still access App Lab content um, even if you're on version 23. Uh, just You have to make sure you're logged into Oculus or into your Facebook account before you click on the link. And then it should open up the App Lab page for whatever you click on. Uh, just make sure you're logged in already. You have to hunt um, around I am for it I'm going to yeah. say never. WoW has never come to VR. There was rumors of like a console port for years that never happened. I, I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, good talk, shout out to Paradise to Decay. First Contact is an excellent um, first VR experience as is First Steps. I think that one, uh, the dancing with yeah. the robot is is wonderful. So I talked to the people at Blizzard back in the day about World of Warcraft. I remember, you know, back when they first were bringing Diablo over to console, like Diablo made a lot of sense because it's the the controls aren't so complicated. But there's just such uh, such nested menus inside World of Warcraft that, yeah, it's kind of impossible to see that on a console system. And the same was probably going to be true with a VR port. But I wouldn't put it past them to kind of really bring that over to uh, VR. It's just, it's also a high, um, high fidelity experience now. I just, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, you could put vanilla. Wow. I wonder why you couldn't put vanilla. Wow. On, on an Oculus quest. If we've got, if we've got games from, 
2001, 2003 period being ported into Quest. I don't know why the very first version of WoW couldn't. It just, it would have to be in Activision Blizzard's, you know, they'd have to get paid a lot of money for that. And I think Facebook wants its own MMOs. So, like, Facebook's going to come up with some kind of yeah. MMO system that everyone's going to love. That's, Speaking that's what they're going to try for. Where the hell is Horizon? Yeah. What's going on? Right. You know, I think, so I've, I've been in Horizon. I think, I don't think you've been in Horizon very much, but yeah. they've got some really great audio tech. I love the audio tech. It feels, it's it's almost uncanny how good the audio tech is in there because you like, you feel like you're actually in someone else's presence. Heaney has worked really hard. This is obviously a custom built app. David explained that earlier. But Heaney has worked really hard to get the audio latency down so that David and I feel like we're really talking to each other and you all feel like this is pretty natural. But Facebook seems like it's almost on another level there with some of that audio tech because it's not just latency. There's also spatialization, uh, echoing. Uh, the people at Facebook have a big – there's a big team at Facebook working on audio research where the, you can put in headphones and or earbuds that are actually inside your ears. And then uh, there could be a tape player over there in the corner of the room. And they they described this experiment where they pressed play on the tape player and uh, the head of Oculus Research, Michael Abrash, could not tell that the tape player wasn't actually playing the audio, that it was all simulated inside the earbuds or the, the monitors, whatever was inside of his ears, that it was that believable that this uh, like stereo system across the room wasn't providing the audio. It was virtualized inside of their ears. But they have to go to the steps of modeling your ear shape, your head shape, in order to make the audio that believable that it's it's you as a person know how your body delivers your, your sound to you. And um, that's going to take years of research to figure out how they can like use a photograph of your head and then backwards engineer the the shape of your body in three dimensions just from that photograph and then give you a fully realistic audio experience. Uh, and anyways, Horizon is really impressive from an audio perspective. As far as interactivity, it wasn't it's not anything I've not seen in Hor- in Rec Room. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely extremely similar to Rec Room. Uh for for me, um I'm not someone that's interested in the creation aspect of it. I don't see myself spending significant time making worlds, making games. Um, I hope other people do because I would love to check out some cool, impressive, you know, things. Uh, but in my experience, um, having, you know, spent time with things like Roblox and Rec Room and VR Chat and all those things, um, it's very easy to uh, quickly get flooded with really crappy stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, how they're going to find and promote the best things. And um, most importantly, I, I want to have this, I want horizon to feel as much like a metaverse as possible. I want there to be like a seamless nature to exploring the different worlds. And um, that's something that I really like, about Rec Room is how, you know, you have costumes that you can get between the different games and you can, you know, you know, win things and buy things and then wear those throughout the different games. 
Uh, similar with Roblox, they let you do that kind of thing in VRChat, you know, with your avatars and stuff. And that's what I hope Horizon does is I want there to be that sort of metaverse feeling that it's a connected community across rather than just a launcher for the different worlds. I, I hope it has a, a mm. good connected feeling. I I went into Roblox last night. I was telling you about it that uh, I sort of went away from Roblox for a couple of years and got into it just last night. And there was a whole world that me and my kid went in and it was uh, a pet collecting world where you collect pets and they had an entire ecosystem uh-huh. built around just collecting pets of like going to take them and get fed, taking, getting them to sleep, to the playground. And there's like dozens or hundreds of different pets that you can collect. And it's it was incredible to me, the complexity of that world. And just that they had that many mechanics built in. And what I've seen mm-hmm. in Horizon was nowhere close to that. It was, it was pretty cool to like be able to interact with, with stuff, but it didn't feel as alive or as fun as, you know, playing that on my phone. And that's a long, that's a lot of climbing Facebook has to do to catch up to those other players. Yeah. I mean, with something like Roblox, you can crack it open and you can do direct coding, you know, to, to make stuff. It's, it uses the Lua programming language. Um, as far as I've seen from Horizon, all their editing is in-app only. Uh, just whatever you can m- manipulate with your controllers and hands and, you know, build stuff. But- um, I think there's they're trying to add the other stuff, and they also accept Unity as a platform for for Horizon. But oh, you know, right, I think okay. they need their own engine. They, they yeah. So like when I first tried Horizon, they had one app that was built in Unity and one app that was built in Game, and the bu- app that was built in Unity was far more complex and had a lot more interactivity to it than the one that was built, uh, you know, in Game Tools. And I think you know they need. A certain there's there's got to be some like document inside Facebook that says we need ten app we need ten must visit worlds from Horizon or twenty must visit worlds from Horizon before we're willing to put this out publicly and I don't think that exists yet it's like a couple interesting slightly interesting worlds that you're going to have to go into for a minute and then uh, go out of. Um, and it just, I didn't see anything sticky in there, anything that made me want to come back. But to your point, like uh, Echo, Echo VR, if that's a destination I can get to from Horizon and it's already a free experience that Facebook is giving away, and if there was a free version of Beat Saber, you know, those are the things I would love to visit from, uh, I would want to visit from Horizon. And, and those aren't things you can create necessarily in Horizon. There are things yeah. that have to be made elsewhere think, in an engine with tools. I think that Horizon definitely needs, absolutely, like, no question, needs to have that sort of connection to other apps. Um, that's something that uh, the Oculus Go did really well with the rooms. You could invite people over to your room where you have photos on the walls and you can play a board game. Or you can go over to the wall and you can click, you know, like, launch into you know, rush or let's go play this other game. And it would take you with your friend into the app if you both had it. And that's something you can do on Oculus Rift as well. In the Rift Home, you can launch into stuff as well. Um, so Quest is missing that. It's missing a connected social fabric. And I'm honestly surprised that it doesn't have that yet. Um, it's very disappointing. Um, this is something that I used to complain about back before the first quest came out, that they still hadn't announced anything. Then they killed rooms, which they, I thought they were going to port over to quest. They never did. Um, 
it's just it's very strange. Like I guess Horizon's going to be that, but um, I don't know. Just I, I want there to be as little friction as possible to go from one app to the next with people, and I think Horizon's a good step towards that. But we haven't actually seen them do that yet. So I hope mm. I hope that's in the books. I hope that's part of the plan. I have some really complex thoughts about it that I am not going to bore us with today, but I, I I wish the headset had the social fabric like you're saying, but I, I think that it's a computer and it should be usable without that social fabric as well. And so like all those people that are arguing that uh, you shouldn't yeah, need I'll to use right a Facebook, again. people out there arguing that you shouldn't need to use a Facebook account or have a Facebook account in order to use a computer. I think there's a lot of weight to that argument. That's a the very good point that you're using a computer. You should be able to access and do things with it. But I think that there's it's perfectly within Facebook's uh you know, they spent billions of dollars and are promoting VR. It makes sense that maybe there's a door in your room that you should open and when you go to open that door, that's logging into Facebook and then you're going into a social fabric and interacting with others. But there's just, in my opinion, you should be able to use a computer as an individual on your own without that social fabric and do whatever you want with it. Can you hear me now, David? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's exciting. And, um, you know, I'll be curious to see what kind of multiplayer stuff comes on the App Lab. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for some clever stuff there. And, um, my my first experience with gym class, which is, as far as I know, the only multiplayer app lab. Or no, there's Marine Verse as well, um, but gym class is one of one of the first and one of the only multiplayer things on app lab right now. Um, it's a you know you go into a gymnasium and it, like a high school gymnasium with basketball hoops and balls and that kind of stuff. And um, while you're standing there anywhere on the court, you can press A and the ball launcher will shoot a basketball to you. You grab it, you can shoot it, dribble, you know, you can even jump up and dunk it using like uh, clicking the sticks in to jump. Uh, it's it's kind of cool, you know, for, for a little indie game, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, getting the hang of the physics of shooting is tough. Uh, but the reason why I bring this up is because I, I was in there, I was shooting some free throws. Um, a kid joined in that was, I don't know how old he was. He must have probably been... No, no older than 12. You could tell from his voice, he was very young. And we started talking. I was teaching him how to do the different mechanics. And we, you know, we shot a little bit and we kind of talked and chatted. And then another person entered the gym. It was clearly a, you know, full grown adult. You know, you could tell by his, his voice, very deep, um, you know, immediately was, you know, just cursing every other word. Um, the kid walked up to him and challenged him to, you know, like to play. And um, it was... You know, it was very awkward because the guy was getting very heated um, because the kid kept stealing the ball and would, you know, like was making baskets and blocking his shots. And he was clearly winning. And the guy got very mad. You know, it was like told him, you know, get get F, you know, kept saying, you know, like, oh, you know, what what the F, you know, stop, you know, do blah. it was like that. That's the kind of experience that I think Facebook doesn't want to happen. And um, that's the kind of thing that it needs, you know, more, it needs more features and more filters because like whenever you go into gym class, there is no option for a private court. There is no option to go in solo. You can't invite people to your court. You can't, all, you, as soon as you launch in, there are three courts to choose from. They're all public all the time. And so it's, 
as far as I could see, there wasn't an option to mute someone. Um, you know, there are no settings to speak of other than adjusting your power and wrist angle. Um, so stuff like that is, um, you know, I, I will be curious to see what things they need to do to get this on the store officially. Cause as it exists right now, it's clearly, you know, was not ready for the store. Um, there's some interesting things they're doing, but from a privacy perspective, it's, um, clearly, you know, it still has a ways to go. Um, yeah. So do you have any impressions of any App Lab stuff you've tried? Um, well, the things I really liked were Smash Drums. That was cool. It's a basically, uh, it's another music rhythm game, but you're drumming around around you. And then uh, Puzzling Pieces is really a cool idea where you're putting together a 3D model in space in front of you uh, as kind of like a, a puzzle, but it's literally a, a model of a real place. And then uh, what was the third one that was up there? I can't remember the third one I've tried that was really cool. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but those two are really neat. Um, you know, if you don't have to spend money for an App Lab thing, oh, yeah, Crisis Brigade. That's such a great co-op experience. It's so intense so quickly. It's I, I can't recommend that one enough. It's short, and I think that's kind of what they're coming up again with uh, Facebook is trying to uh, offer a fully fledged game that might actually make it onto Facebook's system. Was this a trailer for it? I, uh, yeah, I definitely so like Ancient Dungeon as well. Ancient Dungeon is awesome. But yeah, yes, Time Crisis, perfect example. Yeah, it's an awesome experience. If you can go, if you can get a friend with a quest and go in there and try it out you're going to get that arcade experience of boom, you're in the action. Boom. You're going to die a lot of times uh, before you get uh, through the first level. And I think there's, I think there's difficulty settings, but like, it's just satisfying. It's fun and challenging and really quick to pick up. And that's exactly what they're going for as developers. But like, it wasn't enough of a fully fledged game for Facebook to accept it onto the store so it's great to see that the developers are pushing through and trying to get it out there anyways. And I, I hope to see it really becomes a also, fully fledged game. Um, just a quick note here. Crisis Brigade is only $6. Um, so yeah. highly recommend it. And if you prefer something more realistic, Crisis Brigade 2 has a very realistic art style. It's nothing like this one visually. It's a completely full, complete other end of the spectrum. Um, I don't know if Vergade 2 has co-op yet. I, I can't recall. It, that one's $20. Um, I'm sure you can investigate on the page, on the App Lab page. It'll probably tell you. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some good stuff here. Like, I think they did a good job selecting things that show the quality that you can strive for, like games like Ancient Dungeon, Crisis Brigade, Marineverse, um, you know, those are very high quality apps that I think, you know, are probably going to end up on the official store eventually, I would imagine. Um, and then you have other cool, more, you know, off the cuff experimental things like puzzling places, which is really impressive visually. It does some really cool stuff. And um, yeah, so I, I think I think App Lab's going to be a net positive uh, for now in the short term, especially if you would like uh, to read some insights from developers of Many of these VR games and others, you can go to uploadvr.com. We have a very long, almost 3,000-word article I put together that uh, has a ton of quotes and insights from developers that has much more valuable information and feedback than 
I can provide because these are people that actually make VR things. So they're way smarter than I am. And um, so I definitely recommend checking out that article if you'd like some more insight from the actual developers themselves. It's linked in uh, the chat, I believe, uh, one of the articles is. And uh, yeah, so if there's anything else you want to touch on before we uh, wrap up and do kind of the the housekeeping stuff, Ian? Uh, there was a question in there that I thought was interesting saying, uh, have you read Ready Player One? And they're saying that... Uh, Horizons looks like Facebook's attempt at Ready Player One. And I think it's an interesting point. You know, Ready Player One was a touchstone inside Facebook. They handed out Ready Player One books at some of the conferences. So, and they were signed copies. I have a signed copy of Ready Player One by Ernest Klein that I think was handed out at one of the Oculus events. It's I, I poured coffee on it. So it's oh, you know what? No, I think that was uh, the PC Gamer Show D3. Was it different? If, oh, yeah. I, I, have so. two, I have two copies of it, though. I do have, I, I did get, oh, okay. so I might have gotten okay. it twice. Um, but the thing that I think is interesting about the comparison to Ready Player One is not the tech itself, not the metaverse. It's when Wade, is that his name? In the book, when he locks himself in his apartment and then sets up all of his payment options, all of his food delivery, he like, he, he, I think he shaves himself or something to slip into the suit better. He becomes like a weird, uh, you know, fully dedicated to VR person. But like, there's this huge description of setting up auto payments for all of his bills and getting food delivered to the door so he doesn't actually have to come in contact with any human and he can spend 24 <laughs> 7 living inside his metaverse. Well, whenever and I'm I read so that, upset. that portion, I just imagined just someone extremely smooth and wet and gross <laughs> just oh, always so moist gross. with body <sighs> fluid oh that's so creepy yes <laughs> um that's exactly what that's like but look at the life we're living in quarantine with the pandemic the way it has accelerated food delivery to our doors and like i keep seeing these jokes on twitter of like one of the jokes that popped up on on twitter last week was like uh, every day I wake up each morning and begin my work until I can sleep again. And like, that's kind of what life inside forced by a quarantine feels like. And like mm -hmm. VR is going to help us go outside and is virtually like, we don't want the world to get worse and worse and worse so that we need these VR headsets to escape the boundaries of our walls. And ready player one showed us this, this future where like it, 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 that that book was given to facebookers uh, very early on that shouldn't be the dream we need to focus on the real world first and making it better but like i just it's just so upsetting to me i think to, to, to this idea that what we had in ready player one of this person <laughs> living 24 7 for inside life and then setting up a payment system and doing that and it's it's literally what pandemic can be like a little bit all right, let's see if there's any last minute questions. Yeah, virtual reality is great, but reality is better. Love you, Chris. That is the right way to think about this. And that is going to be, uh, yeah, it's important that everyone remembers that. Um, Adam saying, Kurzweil saying, human eye level VR will be the final human invention. Yeah, Kurzweil, I don't know about Kurzweil. That, that guy, I like that he, he, 
he came up with this calculation that like is going to invent he came up with this calculation that says we're going to come up with immortality and he was like immortality is going to arrive right before my expiration date so it was just very convenient that like his projections for reaching uh immortality are right before like he's too old to take it um uh, we have a reality is tedious chat. and there's barely any spaceships i like that mike <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> i want more spaceships uh, in reality is asking if they should get deism is that how we decided it was pronounced date dsm deism dsm 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 that DSM. one is uh eight dollars so if you like god simulator style games um i mean it's only eight bucks you know that's like the cost of like a, a fancy drink from starbucks so i think it's certainly worth it you can look up some footage on youtube and we have some playing right here on our screen uh, to give you an idea it's uh it's it's a simple game it's not as complex as uh, black and white or uh you know like populous or any of that kind of stuff but it uh it, it scratches an itch if you are interested in something like that very cheap uh yeah so i guess before we get on um uh daniel uh, I, I see your comments, but part of the problem is a lot of the comments you leave are things we've already discussed. Um, so we just we don't like repeating ourselves if we don't have to. Um, totally see your comments, though. Thank you for the support. And uh, or is there anything else that you want to cover, Ian, before we uh, wrap things up here? All right, cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for all the support today. Thank you, Adam Hartzell, for becoming a new member here on our YouTube channel. Thank you for that support. And thank you to our existing members on YouTube, Dominique Frutchman, John Westra, B.R. Shaw, and Timmy Brown. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. If you want to become a member, if you click that Join button, you get a fancy little badge next to your name. You also get some really cool emotes that you can use in chat. And we're also going to start doing more things to involve our members in our streams, um, such as helping us decide on uh, content for the streams and cool, fun things like that. So thank you guys for that. Um, check out amazon.com, type in upload VR, buy a t-shirt. That's another way you can support upload VR. Obviously go to uploadvr.com, the website to read all of our latest reviews, news, interviews, features, and all that good stuff. And Thank you very much for tuning in. We will be back again with another episode of the VR Download on Monday. Um, Ian is particularly excited to discuss the recent Apple news. Um, oh, so yes. I think you guys can look forward to that on Monday uh, around 1 p.m. Pacific is usually when that show airs, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. We'll be, yeah, we'll, be, we'll get into Apple stuff and anything else hardware related. And then tomorrow I'll be live here on the channel probably around noon Pacific time. Uh, so around right now, um, I'm undecided on what I'm going to play. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Propagation VR is getting its co-op DLC. So maybe I can convince Ian to kill zombies with me in VR potentially. Um, that yep. might happen. Um, I might do app lab stuff, even though Jamie just said that yesterday. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Adam, Adam, I did mention pistol whip earlier. I'm sorry. You might've missed it. It was, he did, it was he did mention mention. pistol whip. That's, I, I was there. Very small. God, and I like I like Mike's yeah. comment. Guys, buy a short from Amazon.com. <laughs> oh yeah, and I forgot to, I forgot to mention our wonderful sponsor once again. So thank you. Let's have another word from our sponsor. <laughs> there you go. Your your logo could have been right here. We don't have a sponsor. This is me trying to get you to sponsor the show. Send an email to ads at uploadvr.com. I'll read whatever you want me to read. 
I, I will literally read whatever you want me to read as long. You know what? No, I'll read whatever you want. I'm, I'll just say it. I'm just, whatever. You know, you, you can pay us money to make me read something if you want to. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the show. Um, I hope you enjoy VR. I hope you enjoy, you know, the wonderful world of technology. And we will see you all again in the future.